0: Right, um... So, bad news. Oh, no. We... I don't know if we're going to be able to keep doing the show. Oh, no? Yeah. Apparently, I've lost the NFT of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Oh! Oh, no! Yes. (laughs) I does this mean what 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 rights have we lost all of them oh no we don't have any rights oh no we've got no rights. why did we why did we connect all of the rights to our creative project to a thing that could be physically stolen that's a good question i feel like i feel like the show would have been in better hands if there was you know not a physical object you could steal and the show stops being able to be made i would have thought so too oh 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 wait i've just checked We never minted an NFT, cos not fucking stupid. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I, 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 I wonder who you confused us with. strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet-Dale, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women talk about the things we've done in the week, and generally try and make ourselves giggle a bit, and don't make the mistakes that Seth, Seth Green, Green makes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for anyone who's unaware of what that opening was about, Seth Green... uh can't make a TV show he was gonna make now because About the his rights, bored ape. yeah, the rights to a to a character were attached to an NFT that got stolen from him. What? So, Aww. oops. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we have a catch up on what we've been up to in our weeks here on this show. Yes, we do. And, and we usually start with gaming, but yeah. I'm sure we want to get to listen we we'll won't get there. We'll get there, we'll get there. I will have many things to say, but, but what have you been playing this week? Well, I had a Kickstarter arrive. <gasps> Ooh, what Kickstarter arrived? Uh, this was, um, so the Kickstarter was for Monsters on Board by Final Frontier Games. Okay. Uh, who make, um... Merchant's Cove? Yes, yes. So this is a dice drafting game? Okay. You have a bag full of beautiful screen-printed custom-coloured dice. Yeah. Uh, You take four out, you roll them, you take the die and you place them into little... Um, fold out, you know, like the, the boats in Merchant's Cove? Yes. What if they were little cars that were sort of spooky? That you could put dice in. That you could put dice in. They've got four little seats for the yeah. for the dice, and they are kind of spooky cars. So one of them's like a skeleton, one of them's like a, a sarcophagus yeah. kind of... Uh, one's got, like, vampire fangs on the front grill. Yeah. Uh, and, and you then sort of... You're trying to get these demon lords, these, these monster lords, to your party. Mm. and you're also trying to uh, rustle up enough uh, fright juice I think it is or scare juice Mm. uh, in order to uh, feed uh, to to entertain your lords at this party that you're hosting so you are um, getting your minions of various colours to move around your own personal double layered board, it's a huge board Mm. there's four of them it's it's one to four player Um, and you are sort of rolling you so you're drafting dice first you take a dice out you move the car around to the next person mm-hmm. um then you move uh, your people depending on what color they are and which dice you've got mm. and then you put three of those dice into your uh slots on your on your own board and you put uh you, you put one of them back that okay. was a well-contained sneeze, love. Oh, you know, I, I've podcasted enough years, I've learned to contain sneezes fairly well. <laughs> that was impressive. Just talk through them, I'll, I'll keep them quiet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, yeah. So you are basically just trying to throw the best possible party. Yay! And uh, I played the solo mode for that. It's, um, I'm not sure I got all the rules correct, but... Um, Often the way with the first play of a new game? Well, I mean, difficult to tell. I mean, the thing that, that threw me off is that the, the scoreboard, the score tracker board goes up to 99 maximum. Right. And I scored 287 versus the uh, the uh um Automas, like, 180-something, so... That does sound <laughs> that perhaps <was laughs> like one of the rules somewhere was maybe not followed correctly. May, maybe, maybe. But did you have fun? (laughs) Ah, I enjoyed it. I think it would be more fun with another person. Well, soon, once I stop all of this gallivanting about, I'll be free to to, to learn boarded games. I've got a second second edit of a book to do, so it's probably going to be a little while now. Many travelling and re-editing of book, but soon there will be time to learn to play a game with you. (laughs) One day, eventually. One day. By which time there'll probably be another one, because apparently all the Kickstarters that I ordered like three years ago are finally showing up. Oh, exactly when we don't have the time to sit down and learn them. Right. But okay. we'll, we'll, Once winter rolls around, we'll get to do them all again. <laughs> um, the other thing that came with that was Spook Manor. Uh, I don't remember if this was originally part of the Kickstarter or if this was thrown in at some Maybe point Maybe it was one of those milestones of like, X number of people have backed the game X amount, so have this for free, I guess. I, I don't know, because it... I don't remember it being part of the thing. I remember deliberately going. I'm not gonna get like a full expanded version with tons of extra shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna get the base game uh, and and see how it be. Mm. And um, I looked on BGG, uh, Board Game yeah. Geek, and uh, it was like it's not available, but it was last seen in 2021. Like it was officially created in 2021, but like there's no reviews or anything of it yet. Okay. Uh so Spook Manor is like a, a 152 card deck of these little square tiles. Mm-hmm. You have um it's set in the same universe as Monster Monsters on Board. Yeah. Uh so you have a little entrance hall uh Ooh. with uh, some icons printed on it of of uh one is of a type of lighting and one is of a, a color of creature. Okay, and you are basically drafting cards. You're passing them around uh, between each other, draft cards, and adding them to your uh, your manner To and they will. Um, I'm trying to remember what the game was on PS1 where you like building a hotel, and the rooms will interact with each other around. Okay, like, yeah. So it's like, this person will affect these neighbours. Okay. And in this case, it's like, if you've got these type of room next to us, you'll get one or two points per okay. instance yeah. of that thing. Um, and then you'll get points for having a uh, certain number of towers in your in your manor that are over six high. And uh, the number of different lighting types you have all around. Hmm. And then there's other ones for, like, if you've got invitation cards, you'll get uh, these little coloured meeples, but they're not meeples because they're monsters, they're creeples. Oh! And, uh, like, some of them will be like, get two matching colours, or get four, and the more you have that are not matching, the more points you will score. Things like that, and if if eventually you will have a big manner and you score them up against yeah. each other. I played two games of this solo. This one was way easy to work out all the rules for, very clearly written. Um, the only thing that that confused me slightly is the first game where I didn't really know what I was doing and I hadn't probably hadn't quite shuffled hundred and fifty two cards as well as they could be. Hmm. Um. I scored 98, and the second time when everything seemed to be a bit more settled yeah, score-wise uh, or, or shuffle-wise, uh, I scored 97. And it's like, two games very close together, in so close together in score. I'm like, mm, okay, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how I do with this further going forward. But yeah, again, would like to see it in, in higher play counts. I think this play is 1-6. Yeah. um, And solo is really easy to work out. and I think it'd be very easy to teach. At some point in time, I will learn and give it a go. <laughs> at some point. Uh, so what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I've not been playing much at all no. this week. I've been I've been largely out the house, but I did literally, like, 20 minutes maybe before we recorded the podcast today, finally finish being done with Pokemon Go after my my a little over a month, maybe five, uh, four or five weeks of uh, jumping back into it to try and get this bloody shiny Mew. Got it. I've done it. I did it. Never again. Never again. Um, that, that, so first, first of all, fun fact, like five, five weeks of jumping in for like a few minutes every day, just to get through the quest that required me to log in every day for 30 days. Um, I got through like every single quest that's released in the last two and a half years for that game, because so much of the way that game pads out content is by having you do the same things over and over again at different points in time and if you have access to all the quests all at once because they all arrive like they've just stacked up for a couple of years you can basically just do them all at once and it's a very quick process to be like oh i played for a few weeks and played two years of content um (laughs) but yeah i did the ridiculous shiny Mew quest that i've had sat around since uh, i believe february of last year Finally did it. I got my shiny Mew. It's got pretty good stats. And now I'm going to put Pokemon Go down again and not play it anymore. Uh, I might as well talk about the other thing I played while I'm here because it's the only other thing I played because it's the only other thing I had mental space for <laughs> this past week. Uh, I continued to hunt for that shiny Regieleki and it still hasn't happened. Ooh, crimes. Uh But Pokemon Home now supports um, Legends Arceus and uh, Brilliant Dome and Shining Pearl so I can move my shiny collection about about a bit now, which is nice. I'd like to move on from Sword and Shield now. It's just that one Regieleki that's ugh, holding me back. I hear there's some weirdness about the home stuff. Um, so... Uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus, they've handled slightly differently to past... Eh, I, I mean, kind of differently to how they did home in the past. The short version is... Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, because they had a different way of handling Pokemon stats to the main series games. Those, you could only transfer one way. You could transfer from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee to home to put them in other games, but you couldn't put them back into Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Right. Because they didn't want you, like, trying to fuck about with the stats by, like, back and forth and back and forth until you got the stats you wanted. Oh, okay. Right. So Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus... Uh, brilliant diamond shining pearl generally works how you would expect the only difference is is that you can't transfer back and forth the pokemon spinder because they the one with billions billions of different combos of spots because they programmed the algorithm for how the spots are generated backwards in brilliant diamond shining pearl and they don't want to fuck shit up so they're like spinder is trapped in that game Can't get in or out. (laughs) Knocking on the inside of the screen. Yeah. um, But like Legends Arceus, you... So Legends Arceus, you can transfer to and from. Mm -hmm. You can transfer to and from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. But for both of them, instead of letting you keep whatever the moveset they have in those games, it auto-generates you a new moveset based on the Pokemon's level if you transfer them into a different game. But if you transfer them back to the game they came from, they will have their original move set. Which, I'm guessing, is to get around the fact that Legends Arceus allowed certain Pokemon to learn certain moves they normally couldn't in other games. Which is a shame, because I would have liked them to just ha- treat it like the surfing Pikachu. You found a game in which that Pokemon could learn that move, they can just learn that move now, and know that move now. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah, there's... Uh, there's a few little weird things about it But I'm glad that the ability To move those Pokemon around full stop exists now So I'm, I'm glad it exists Even if it took a while and it's a bit weird Yay uh, What about you? What else have you played? A um, couple of things So uh, first one I want to talk about is Stacklands and that's, Stack This land. is a uh, Village building game With a deck of cards Okay So you start with a uh, a villager yeah. Uh, and a, a a a booster pack of cards. Hmm. You open the booster pack and there inside you will find basic things like uh, a berry bush maybe, or a tree. Yeah. And you can forage berries from the bush, and you can harvest the tree for wood, and maybe even harvest the wood down into sticks. And you can sell anything you get, or you could maybe uh, combine things. Hmm. And try and work out if that's a a specific combination that will get you something else. Yeah, like two wood and a stick. Have you made some kind of spear, perhaps? Hmm. Um, things like that. And eventually, you will just find loads of combinations. You also get ideas sometimes, which are just like, "Hey, you opened a booster pack and you got an idea. Try this. You will get a thing. Maybe you've already done that thing. Maybe you haven't. Okay, but like maybe you know how to make." Uh, a berry smoothie. They are. Ah. So you put a berry on some milk. If you've got a cow, you might be generating milk. Mm. And yeah, you you're basically trying to keep your villagers alive. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, increase the size of the village and um, increase your hand of cards because you can only hold so many cards. Yeah. And periodically, you'll have to feed everyone, and if there isn't enough food, people will just die ah uh-huh. Um yeah. Okay. It's a fun little game. It's about £3 on Steam. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it it was a fun evening um, while I sat waiting for you to return from Milton Keynes. Yes, you staying up till 3am for me to make my journey home. Yep. Just about made it. <laughs> uh, and I just about stayed awake. Um... Yeah, so that was Stacklands. Uh, the other thing I played, I'm going to go briefly into Planet Crafter. That's had an update. Oh, yes. This uh, is the um, terraforming the planet-y one, this is the one that you've yep. been enjoying. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying a lot of that. I'm streaming it at the moment. i think thinking I might do a full playthrough of that. Ooh. It's been a while since I've just gone, this is a thing, and I'm going to do that thing for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's a good streaming game because it's really gentle, yeah, apart from like possibly just dying from lack of food or oxygen, yeah, um, which it doesn't have like massive consequences, so I don't think it matter too much if I just lost focus and mm. while streaming, I think it'd be okay um they yeah enjoying that it's just had a new update there's a couple of new areas there's some new caves, there's some new secret stuff, there's a new golden chest, there is a whole new biome um the crater which is Ooh. just a big crater with some water in the bottom maybe if you've already got liquid water on, on your planet and uh, there are there's just a big Bernie rock in the middle and there's a couple of secret bits around there there's a whole new pulsar quartz cave if you want to find pulsar quartz because you can't make it anymore mm. uh, it is a limited resource that seems to occasionally appear in this cave mm. uh, there's teleporters now Ooh. See, which makes getting across the map so much easier. But the fact that the Pulse of Quartz is now so limited, it's like, but I wanted to make it a nuclear fusion reactor because those are really, really good Yeah. And really cheap. But also, I want teleporters because the map is fucking huge and getting huger. huger. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying all the new stuff. I'm enjoying going through it again on stream. Uh, we have, I think we've just got our first nuclear um, pa- nuclear power plant, mm. like a tier one, maybe a tier two. Uh, yeah, uh, things are looking pretty groovy in that uh, world, so come by on a Thursday and see us. Yeah. Watch oh, me play through Planet Crafter again. Um, the last thing I've been playing, um, there has been an update to Vampire Survivors. Ooh, I've not had a chance to check this out. There are... um, So there's a couple of new levels. Ooh. Uh, One of them has a thing that happens. I'm not going to spoil it because I know you're playing it. Yeah. Uh, A thing that happens that at the end of it you get an item. Nice. And that item reveals secrets in other levels. Okay, I like that. I wouldn't say actually reveal secrets, because I know I've been to those places. Yeah. Like, I can definitely say I've been to those places. These items did not exist previously, but okay, it now generates um, four items in every level. Okay. Um, one to the left, one to the right, and uh, unless you're in the... Um, the library, it's uh, only left and right? Or? Uh, the library, it's it's everything's left and right. In okay. the tower, everything, everything, obviously everything is up and down. Yeah um so there are uh, there's two rings a gold one and a silver one okay and there are two arrows a left and a right oh. although they point in the opposite direction so try and remember which one's which okay they, i mean they look the icons look like they're pointing in the wrong direction uh which is typically confusing of this game um and the uh silver ring and the left arrow are really really good. Um, the the silver ring is like yeah you can have like bonus XP and a large area of effect
1: okay. and
0: things cool down quicker and the left arrow is like uh, far really fast healing mm. uh, regeneration is like cool and then you've got the gold ring which uh, and and the the um, the right arrow both of which increase speed health frequency. Of enemies. Oh, no. Um, so getting to 30 minutes with both of those powered to full. Uh-huh. Because I was like, maybe if I add the left and right arrow together, I'll get a combo. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, it's... So I'm not going to say what the, the combos are, but there are at least two combos so far that I found that have unlocked completely new sort of super weapons. Cool. That have been really good. One of them was enough for me to uh, actually kill death. Nice! So I finally killed death and Hooray. unlocked death as a playable character without having to do the cheaty stand-in-a-corner thing. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, it's still a tough fight, but yeah. like the, the, the two new items that I, I found, uh, one is a, uh, like a big AoE blast, like a big rainbow blast, mm. that halves everything's health. Oh, that just goes, boom, everything's got half health, boom, everything's got half health. Yeah, exponential health drops. I can see how that could feasibly take down death. Um, The other thing um, that you can do, uh, the, the other item that I found is a cloak. That caps damage you take at ten <laughs> yeah, like so everything, uh, everything very, can only do a maximum that's a of very 10. good combination of things for fighting death. I had both of those two things together while fighting death, yeah, okay, um, that sounds fun, yeah, that's really fun, and death is a really fast moving character, yeah um and i I had death. With uh the winged boots, uh the, the, <laughs> the winged boots powered all the way up. Yeah. And I was outrunning experience in gold that was just following me around the map. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. Um there's a new area, there's I think there's a couple of new challenges. They've added some more arcana cards and ways to unlock those arcana cards. I'm excited to give this a look when I have some time. Yeah, and um, still amazing value for two pound ninety P. Yeah. and apparently it's coming to game pass yeah apparently so just, just buy so, just buy it though yeah it's just buy it but <laughs> again if, if two pound and nine pence is, is is turning you off trying it it's coming to game pass if you've it, got that yeah if you've already got that but, and you two pounds nine pence is a bit much for you but but also like i've recently heard that um indie devs on game pass are getting a fixed sum when they put their game up and nothing else if that's great, I hadn't heard that. I I heard very conflicting things over the years. I, I heard this uh, a couple of days ago um, okay. from a couple of sources on Twitter. So I I maybe not, take it with a pinch of salt. I've not been up to speed on what's happening in gaming. I've had more important things. I'm glad. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently there's a, f- a few indie devs have been saying, yeah, you, you we've been o- you, we get offered a one price when we put it up. We don't get any residuals. We don't get per player. We're gonna don't get like a percentage for the fact that loads of people have have chosen to play this so for 2 pound 90 maybe still just buy it um, buy if you, it if you can it's two pound I mean on. things are tight right now I know. maybe a lot of value for two pound nine yeah. would be just the if, thing if you are looking for a video game that has a lot of value per per money this is a this is a one yeah uh have you played anything else is that it um I think that's everything. <gasps> Well then, time for this. Right everyone, oh, we've just finished another song. How are you all doing out there, crowd? I can't hear you. Oh, it seems like everything's getting pretty wild in there. Everyone's getting very energized, very ready. I've seen a bit of a mosh pit starting to open. You know what that means? It's time! for everyone to relax and have a nice sip of water and step back to give everyone a little bit of space. (sighs) Let's continue to calmly and respectfully rock.
1: So, Zumwop. Yes? Uh, we're, we're having some trouble with our, uh, Branding, I think.
0: Uh, oh yes. We so we
1: started this uh, dating app for magical sorts.
0: Yes, the uh, the the arcane dating app. Yes. Yes, uh, and, and,
1: and we, don't, we no one seems to be like A lot of warlocks.
0: It's oh. a warlock fest. Well, I mean, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but I'm also seeing a suspicious number of weird um, holy types bumbling around. I'm not entirely sure why they're here.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I see I a lot we- of people
0: referring to them as chasers. Oh, well, possibly. I, I see them wandering around with crosses and ready to set up fires, and I don't know what they would be doing here.
1: I don't know. I was, uh, someone suggested it was a banning issue. I don't really understand the problem.
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we just maybe we just Google the, the name. Um, Gents, I think I might have the answer here. Uh, yes? Uh, I mean, as I've Flagged up to you several times before you did name the site Witchfinder Yes, we wish to find witches to date Yeah. Mm. that 's also a type of person who burns magical practitioners uh, uh, hence the holy books i did I have sent oh. several memos about this oh, I suppose that is another group that do want to find witches so oh, what have you put in your eyes uh what have i put in my eyes that's, probably that's, not much i'm guessing uh not not a not a huge amount um i watched uh, a, a youtube video that's a follow-up to one i talked about a little while ago on this show called uh gen 2 to gen 3 development update by the youtube channel Gopier, uh, gopia g-o-p-p-i-e-r uh this is the person I was talking about before who made the 3d printed PCB for trading between gen two and gen three physical cartridges. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, He did a little video update about how that's going. Um, He's been trying to do certain things like um, get the trades to happen at the same time as each other and like synchronize so that they're not happening out of sync. Uh, Some interesting discussion of like how the two games handle sending data back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it's Gen 3 sends two Pokemon's full data at a time, whereas Gen 2 sends all of the data for names for all six Pokemon, all of the data for the moves, and it it breaks it down that way. So if the games are trying to trade two Pokemon's worth of data back and forth at a time to do their six, one gets a third of the way through the bar and it sent two Pokemon's worth of data, whereas the other one has to go like 90% of the way because it's going to do all sixes this bit, this bit, this bit, get to the final set of data and do the first two of that. Uh, So interesting stuff of trying to work out how to sync those up. Um, He rearranged it slightly so that things like the um, the wireless trade adapter will work uh, by moving around where the link cable ports were. Um, And he talked about one of the biggest questions people had about it, which is, is this a thing that, that you would make available to people? Mm. And his basic answer is yes, but I want it to be perfect before I do that. Because there's a few things that he's still like, eh, it's, a bit, it's a little bit fiddly. Because um, like, the way it currently works is that he's having to send data multiple times in one direction to sync up with it going once in the other direction. He's like, that's a bit of a bodge fix and I think there's a better way to do it. and I want to have that right. Mm. Um. But yeah, once it's ready, he's he's very open to just putting these up online to be like, here you go, here's the thing you can just buy and plug a link cable into and trade between Gen 2 and 3. Which is pretty neat. Um, another little wrinkle that he's come up with a solution for that was interesting is, because of the way that the two competing games handle certain data, um, Gen 2 determines shininess based on IV values. Uh, But Gen 3 uh, determines something else off of IVs. I think it's... I think it might be what moves the Pokemon knows, Mm -hmm. but the two games handle a different bit of information based on IVs. And he's made a little switch on the top of the PCB so when you're doing a trade, you can go, do you want the shiny status to be kept intact or do you want this other thing to be kept intact? Which thing do you want the IVs to be treated as when the trade happens? So, like... Yeah, there's a lot of here's a fiddly thing and a solution and it's not going to be perfect but you can you can at least pick which one you want to prioritise mm. and it's got a little light up LED so you can see which one's currently being prioritised. It's a neat little project to follow along with and I'm oh. intrigued watching his progress. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you watched? Uh, not a lot really. I've been watching a lot of um, Dylan Hollis videos. Um, I've discovered dylan uh, Dylan hollis on um tiktok he does uh like 1920s to 1950s recipes Mm. uh, like lots of depression era cookery stuff oh most of it? sort of i i know who this is this is the very british voice sounding he's definitely american but he's um he's got a sort of he uh he's got incredible diction yes that's that's probably what I'm I'm picking there is very enunciated yes uh but yes I know who you mean and yeah he'll, he, he he's done videos for like um tomato soup cake uh sauerkraut cake um water pie yes water pie is the one I was gonna mention I was like it's the water pie guy right this is the water pie guy um he says things like synonym and eggies, <laughs> um and I Somehow got fed his videos on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, it's just going to be shorts. And it is mostly shorts. But also there's like 15, 20 minute long videos of like... So I'm going to talk about a thing that I made. Like one of them was um, a 15 minute exploration of peanut butter bread. (sighs) Uh, Which was like a recipe found in one of these really old books. And like reasons that it was cooked in a certain way. And explaining certain things about it. And then... Like I want to make one that's better, and here mm. are my seven attempts at making a a better peanut butter bread, and the sort of what worked and what didn't work, what was wrong, what should what seemed like it should have worked but didn't, mm. and and stuff like that. And it's just a wholesome cookery show about just really old recipes, very often very badly written. Oh. Um, yeah. I just enjoy his energy for for baking. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, I've fallen down a little bit of a rabbit hole watching videos of a man that just reviews reviews coffee and talks about coffee a lot. Okay. Uh, uh, James Hoffman on okay. YouTube, who I found because of a... Uh, it, it might have been on, on his second channel, but it was a Tom Scott video about Tom Scott being like, I don't know... I don't know... Co- I don't understand coffee... Can someone who knows about coffee find a coffee I I like, and help me understand how 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 to how to enjoy coffee and mm. what what I like in a coffee? And it was a really interesting, like, br- breaking through like the different kinds of coffee and like zoning in on like, okay, you don't think you like coffee? Let me zone in on what you like or don't in coffee and sort of zone into something that works for you. Mm. Um. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of a lot of his videos. Um he's he's just a very listenable person. He's yeah. one of those I could just have him chatting in the background and be like that's very pleasant to uh listen to. Um got a bunch of good videos. I w- I watched one today I remember about um kopi luwak, which is the civet coffee. Right. Uh the the are you aware of this the oh. uh so there's a uh, uh a kind of little marsupial that will eat certain coffee berries and poop out the undigested coffee beans. Okay. And uh, apparently some kind of process happens in there where uh, people think the coffee tastes better, the the, the poop coffee, uh, and it therefore has gained quite a high price. And he talks about like the actual experience of drinking that coffee, but also the history of how that coffee came about and the terrible exploitation that like that created a market for essentially factory farming these civets and like, The coffee's not that good, and even if it was, don't support this, like, this shitty industry that has Mm. sprung up around, like, the mystique over this coffee. It was an interesting video. It was well put together. Uh, Generally, really have enjoyed his stuff, so I recommend him. Mm. Uh, What about you? What have you watched? Uh, That is pretty much it, really. Uh, A lot of TikTok. I've watched a lot of TikTok because I have required the dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had very little ability to focus on anything particularly long form this week because all of my focus was other things we'll talk about in another segment in a minute. I did watch one other video. Mm-hmm. How easily can you beat Pokemon Legends Arceus without catching any Pokemon? By a YouTube channel called Johnstone. Okay. Uh, So Pokemon Legends Arceus, big mechanic is he can throw Pokeballs without entering battles, do all that. His question was... How few Pokemon can you catch outside of mandatory catches to technically complete that game? Okay. Um. So like, you have to catch the three starters at the beginning to get the game started and pick one to go with. Mm-hmm. And the very first quest of the game requires you to catch a Badoof, a Starly, and a Shinx. Mm-hmm. But he was like, beyond that, just by say doing the uh the non-catching based Pokédex encounters to raise my level, so that I because like. Raising your Pokedex level is what is required to unlock new areas and progress the story. Mm. It was like, with that team of Pokemon I currently have, can I get enough research points from things that aren't catching more Pokemon to progress the game? Yeah. Um, and there's some interesting wrinkles around the fact that, like, let's say uh, Ponytar, there is a research task for knocking out Ponytar with Water-type moves. You can do that but until you catch a Ponytar, you won't be rewarded for that task. Okay. So you need to catch, like, you can do the thing and have it counting ready to give you points, but unless you catch one, it won't give you the points. Right. So, like, trying to work out, okay, the Pokemon I have already caught, how can I maximize getting the points off them? Mm. If I have to catch anything non-mandatory, what is going to give me the most points possible for non-catching related tasks so I can just catch one of it and get a bunch of points still? And he worked out, you can get to the end of that game with only three non-mandatory catches. Right. Uh, uh, In his method of going through it, he caught a Chatelot, a Geodude, and a Rhyhorn. Mm -hmm. And that was the only three Pokemon he caught other than the ones he was forced to catch for the narrative and managed to make it to the end. It was a fascinating little watch. Uh, So yeah, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well (gasps) Time for This sponsor who's our new sponsor well did you recently go to a gig i i did indeed and did you suffer any injuries at said gig i mean i was i was front and center barrier and uh i mean if i wanted to stay on that barrier my hips did take quite a bit of a beating from the other hips either side of me right and and of course hips famously tell us of truth i mean my my hips don't lie and they say ouch If they say, ouch, I was squashed between other hips trying to displace me from space, and that was quite painful. Well then, today's sponsor might have been helpful to you a week ago. Oh, it's always the way you wait for a sponsor, and then it turns up just a week late. Uh, So this week's sponsor is ConcertHipGuards.lol.net. How convenient. So if you want to avoid painful uh, hip height bruises... From both sides of other people fighting your hips into submission. (gasps) Who wrote this copy? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Get these discreet hip guards to protect yourself before you wreck yourself. Or someone else wrecks you when the rock gets wild. I mean... Uh, Not the rock, eyebrow. (laughs) The, the, The rock... Rock. I mean, look, my hips of a few days ago would certainly thank me for this very specific marketing copy. Well, maybe maybe next week, so that's concerthipguards.lol dot that and enter the code QMPS123. No, two one three. Dyslexia It's not even written down (laughs) Well I mean Now that we've had this sponsor I guess that's an excuse that I should order some And then go to another MCR tour date They've got to be playing somewhere near Paris I believe Yeah I can can get there with some new discreet concert hip cards You've got a passport (sighs) Yeah (laughs) Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software Hi, Hi So I've been uh watching uh you know all the various things coming out uh you know i try and keep abreast of what other media is coming out and uh (laughs) i think i've seen something that might be very useful to us right there's uh, a movie's just come out it's got a it's got a animated uh chipmunk or whatever and other kind of animated chipmunk and they're off on adventures and stuff and one of the things in this film is they've got i remember when everyone hated that uh cgi uh blue hedgehog in the uh, the movie trailer snark yeah yeah so, you know, remember how they looked like horrifying and they were terrible yeah it was great it was great but like apparently customers didn't like it but uh this this new movie has uh, has the blue hedgehog in its original bad design and they make right. a joke out of it they're like ha, look how bad the job we did with that blue hedgehog was look how shitty a hedgehog we made right and also there's that cross-eyed guard with the whole the the train thing exactly with multiple there's, a, there's a there's a bunch of a bunch of bits in this film that seem to be about a look at how bad of a job people in the past did right and i'm thinking is this proof that it's endearing to make jokes about these shitty things we do right because we we relate to, to us modern us understands yeah exactly like we go uh hey that thing you thought was shit we thought it was shit too. Ha ha ha, we're in on the joke. Not uh, not just bad developers, we, 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 we're we in on it. Hey, it was the best we could do at the time with yeah. the, with the technology of the day. So like, I'm wondering, is it too soon for us to maybe do that with a game we released like a month ago that's got real bad meta score? Can we like, can we turn that around by being like, ha ha ha, we know it was bad. Right, yeah, I mean, I think, a month i mean that's that, that's plenty that's of time passed, right you know right? they'll they'll be ready to laugh at the fact they spent 60 dollars on trash and we're still selling them dlc yeah exactly season passes exactly we'll we'll sell them dlc in which you know all the bad stuff that we've you know patched out since we put it back in but like we do a big pointy arrow going look at how bad it looks isn't that funny you are a fucking genius <laughs> i know So <gasps> what have you put <laughs> in your ears? Uh well we I I did and then you did it the, the last bit of this. I, uh, I so last week in the listened I talked about seeing Michael Romance live. Yeah. Um I've seen them multiple more times since then and I have more things to say. In particular, <laughs> I've seen all three of their Milton Keynes uh live shows and I wish to discuss them because it was a wild few days um first of all the thursday the first milton keen's show uh is the one in which zombie robot blood-soaked jared way came out on stage with no explanation just as i suspected yeah with the with the the meta lo- metaverse meta logo on his head and sang like a bunch of the songs of the evening with like a robot Human robot modulator voice going on. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I had no idea at the time what the fuck was going on, and the confusion and excitement that occurred was amazing. Um, of all, of all the shows I saw in Milton, the three shows I saw in Milton Keynes, that was I think the most memorable. In that it was, it was MCR doing the thing they love doing, which is, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna do something theatrical and give you no explanation, and then like. The Friday show. Uh, The Saturday show. Just walked out, didn't acknowledge what happened Thursday, no explanation, just, "Eh, that was that. Uh, Set list on on Thursday, Uh, The Foundations of Decay, Helena, Give Em Hell Kid, Make Room, Teenagers, Summertime, The Only Hope for Me Is You, Boy Division, Destroyer, Na Na Na, Welcome to the Black Parade, The Ghost of You, It's Not a Fashion Statement, It's a Fucking Death Wish, Thank You for the Venom, Mama, Famous Last Words, The kids from yesterday skylines and turnstiles which they haven't played in god knows how long um which was like the last track of the main set list and it was really nice having foundations of decay and skylines and turnstiles bookend the main set because they are the most recent and the earliest song they ever did um and both of them sort of touch on 11 and then they did a first encore of masters of ravencroft off of the madgear and the missile kid ep I'm Not Okay, and then a second encore of Good Night, Dr. Death and Vampire Money, and it was beautiful, beautiful chaos. It was a superb set list. It was wonderful. I had a great time. Um, Went back and saw them again Saturday, um, which as i said saturday set completely in no way acknowledged the prior night at all just like no explanation of the weird blood soaked uh, as some people have been referring to him tampon era gerard way <laughs> no 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 acknowledgement of that uh gerard came on stage and was like hey just gonna let you know we've got no fucking plan tonight don't, don't know what's gonna happen uh the set was beautiful it was chaotic um at one point, "Na Na Na" got played at double speed, yeah. And clearly, some whoever initiated that happening, everyone else was very confused but just went with it. Because at the end, Gerard's like, "I don't know what happened. What happened?" He's like looking around at the rest of the band. It was great. It was one of my favorite performances I've seen of that song live. Hmm. But it was, it, it it was very strange. Being like, "Oh, oh, we're speeding <laughs> up. What the fuck's happening here? <laughs> what are we doing?" Uh, so, yeah, set list for the second night was Foundations of Decay, I'm Not Okay, Give Hell, Kid, uh, Make Room, Summertime, uh, Bulletproof Heart, This Is How I Disappear, You Know What They Do To Guys Like Us In Prison, Na na na, Famous Last Words, Surrender the Night got played again, which <laughs> like, I got to see it twice this week, a song that they'd never played live before this week, and it's one of my favourite MCR songs, and I got to see it twice. Yeah. Yay! Um... Teenagers, Destroyer, Our Lady of Sorrows off the first album, which is another one that they don't play live very often at all. It is one of their like very fast, very heavy early ones. Mm-hmm. Um Vampire Money, Thank You for the Venom, Mama, Black Parade, Sleep, Boy Division, Helena. It was another very good set list, very intense, very go, 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 mm. once it got going. Um basically after Summertime and Bulletproof Heart, like s- track six and seven. It was just like, right, Mm. intensity and go. Uh, And then the final one I saw, which is the one you were at as well, Mm -hmm. uh, Sunday, uh, opened with a documentary about rats on screen. The rats, it's a a war against humans and rats, and the rats are winning. Um, Before we went into Foundations of Decay, na na na, give em hell, kid, Masters of Ravencroft, Cemetery Drive, Helena... Boy Division, House of Wolves, Black Parade, Teenagers, Ghost of You, Destroyer, The Only Hope for Me Is You, Vampire Money, Thank You for the Venom, Mama, Scarecrow, Famous Last Words, Cancer, Head First for Halos, and I'm Not Okay. Um, cancer in particular, they've not played in so long. Um, I did talk about why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a heavy fucking track yeah. to do. Uh, I believe the last time they played that song live was uh, the show The Black Parade is Dead, which mm-hmm. was the last time they played The Black Parade as an album start to finish. Yeah. I believe since then they've never played it live. And it, there was a little bit of me, as much as I enjoyed the encore, there was a little bit of me that was like, that felt like such a perfect place to end it. Like it almost felt cheap t- to go into anything else afterwards. I was like... This is perfect. I could walk away here and be happy. And then they played Headfirst for Halos, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, that's, <laughs> a, great, that's a great tune. I'm sure, I'll take it. Uh, oh. So yeah, that was that was the show you were there for. What did you was, What did you think? It's my first stadium gig. Um, How would you find it? I I appreciated that, despite signs up everywhere saying that you must be seated. Yeah. During the performance, uh, no one forced me to sit anywhere. No, um, I tr- I sat down for about twenty minutes during placebo, um, and I was like, I can't do this. Like my knees won't take it, my hips won't take it. I am really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I just stood back up and um, I hung around near the bar, and bopped around, and and had a great time. Yay. Um, with lots of space and yeah, nothing cramping me in and not having to be anywhere particular, not having to sit down. the the venue staff were really good about uh, how do i put this there are technically rules and if asked they will tell you what the rules on paper are but also having some leeway and going you're clearly not causing anyone any harm we're not gonna be a dick yeah like officially if you ask anyone at that venue the official line is that there is no camping out outside the venue overnight that is not allowed that is not permitted some of the staff were very clearly like, if you ask me, I have to tell you the answer is this. Infer from that what you will. Yes. <laughs> um, Like they they were, I was very impressed with the organization of all the staff mm. on site. Like they did a really good job of respecting like the people who'd camped out overnight and had taken numbers for where they were in line of like making sure that they could get to the barrier in time and everyone just like walked calmly down in single file to, mm. to their spots. It was very well handled. It was lovely. It sounded like it. Um, yeah. It was a good queer crowd. That was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness, I've done nothing but but CMCR play like many times this week, and you know what? If anything, I enjoyed it more each time. the The enjoyment did not diminish despite seeing the same band perform multiple multiple times in a week. Come home for like one night's sleep, go back out to see them again. They put on a bloody good show, and they did, did a good show. They did a very good job of keeping the set list feeling, feeling fresh each night. Uh, they talked a little bit during the Sunday show about, hey, so we had planned to have like three set lists this tour that we were going to rotate between, and then that fell apart. <laughs> we're just playing, we're playing new shit every night now. I was like, yay! I mean, like, I th- I think they're at that stage in their career where they can, like, yeah people are just happy to see them so and I, I said you might as well keep yeah, yourself enjoying your time yeah. on stage. And I said I said this last week when I'd, I'd seen just the first show. Um, I really like that this whole tour so far has had a really good mix of here is a bunch of the the classics mixed in with at least one song off of their first album every night mixed in with a handful of things off of conventional weapons, which, like, they never toured, they never made a tour out of it, and, like, that's really nice to see. A handful of things off of um, Mad Gear and the Missile uh, Missile Kid. Like, the obscure stuff that, like, you never expect them to play. Mm. I think that they did a very good job of keeping the tone consistent with Foundations of Decay as the opener, and yeah. trying to... I, I really get the impression after this week that they're trying to prep audiences for a new era of of mcr and they're like a slightly more metal era yeah they're like we're gonna play a lot of our faster harder uh songs we're gonna play a lot of things that are cluing you into the tone we're gonna have going forward and i think that is a wise move Mm -hmm. yeah they put on a very good show they did and they seem to be having so much fun i think that's the important thing yeah because from the, the impression i got when they finished the Black Parade tour it was they were fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, they they did a whole show about the fact they weren't going to tour the Black Parade as an album anymore because they were just sick of the doing the same thing over and over and over yeah. and over. Um, they've talked about the fact that even, like, by the end of, of Danger Days touring, like, they were there was a lot of expectation of them playing X, Y, and Z and not... You know, ABC on on various tour dates, and mm. it's nice to see them be unafraid to go. We want to play that thing that some of you might not know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I, it genuinely seems like they're having a lot of fun with this tour, and that's really reassuring to see. Absolutely. Yay! Yay! Ah, I listen to so much of My Chemical Romance, so much. Well, I listened to Conventional Weapons all the way through three times. Yeah, Black Parade with the B sides, which I don't think I'd heard before. Yes, because that's like uh, "Kill All Your Friends." I think I don't know. There was a there was a YouTube video that had all of the Black Parade yeah. with the B sides at the end of it. I'm trying it's to remember like, like, okay. which ones are the B sides. I think "Kill Kill 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 All Your Friends," "Bury Me in Black." I think uh, comes off that. "Heaven Help Us." I know is a Black Parade B side. Uh, my way, we- my way home is through you. Kill all your friends, and heaven help us. And oh, those are some good tracks. Ye. <laughs> well, that is everything I've listened to. That's everything you've listened to. Yeah. <gasps> Have you listened to anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I'll well, double check. Uh, looking for listened, looking for listened. Nah, no, that's it. I just listened to. My ears were very occupied. My ears were very occupied with zombie robot Gerard Way. Yeah. Oh, I did listen to the Dice Funk season 8 finale. Ooh, I finally you... finished that. How 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 did you find that? And, uh, and a small bunny seems to have appeared at the barber's. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. Uh, what? Oh, what? Season 9? Season 9? Nine. Season nine. I'm, I'm so close. You're I'm, so I'm, close. I'm at January. You're, you're so close to current season. Considering I sort of stopped listening during twenty twenty, catching up with yeah, I am impressed at your catching <laughs> up. Well done. I feel like I did okay. I feel like you did very like well. It took forever, but yeah, <laughs> I am finally on top of it. Sort of. Oh, I am so proud of season eight of Dice Funk. It was a fucking lot to, to, to record, yes. but I am very proud of the story told. Yep, bad cops, bad cops. What are you gonna do? Probably fucking murder them. <laughs> Probably fucking murder a fascist. Oh. Sheep. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that is everything Well then, time for this Oh, oh my, oh I must say oh, I, think, I think I'm just going to have a quick glass of water oh, oh, goodness, really? Well, you know, it's important to sort of pace yourself you know. yeah, I'm, I'm drinking, you know, just the usual fun recreational amount Oh yes You know, I'm not... not Drinking to drinking away the dystopia. Oh, no, certainly not. I know it can be bloody tempting to just no, sort yes. of to drink into the oblivion when things indeed, get bad, but, but that's certainly not a productive uh, way of dealing with the dystopia, no? No, well, that needs to be faced head on with direct action where possible, you know. Exactly, exactly. I've got, to, I've got to be compartmentous enough that I can, you know, get out and get doing. Exactly. But, but that being said, you know, I'm just going to have a little glass of water here and then I think we should probably get back to the sherry because once we've finished this bottle, I think we'll probably have enough empties to get some mollies together and we can head up to Downing Street at the weekend. Oh, oh lovely, oh. yes. Just stick a couple of rags and drop. Have a lovely time. Lovely. Oh, <laughs> cheers. Oh,
1: nice. Cheers. Nasty bastard talent agency.
0: Uh, hello. Hi. Yeah, what'd you want? Uh, well, um, I seem to be, uh, uh, this is embarrassing to say, I seem to be falling
1: into irrelevance. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, get like that these days, you, uh, you, you old, 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 old hat stand-up, I am, very popular during the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, well, the problem seems to be I haven't come up with any new jokes in the last 20 years, and apparently I can't just coast off of that anymore and, um, fall...
1: Pulling a little aside. Right. you uh, got any morals? Any moral standards? I uh, 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 didn't have many to begin with, and certainly not now. Right, right, yeah. You'll you stand up for animals, but, but fuck most people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, that, that's more marketable, of course, you know, if you, if you are willing to go, oh, yeah, but think of the cheap or whatever exactly yeah, yeah yeah but so okay what we can do yeah are you are you willing to uh, how far down are you willing to punch um how far down is the center of the earth uh 12,714 kilometers it's pretty far down right yeah are you willing to punch that far down i mean i yeah. mean look i like having money and they won't give me any of it anymore so sure out. I'll, I'll punch down as far as I've got to. Excellent, excellent. Well, well I mean, if you're willing to take a swing at any minor, minority, I think Netflix might be the place for you. I've i have heard, uh, heard that swinging down on trans people is pretty popular, right? Very popular, they, they very popular. Sp- they got more space for that, or would I be stepping on anyone's toes? Oh, no, no, no. There's always more room for that, more room for that. I mean, they'll probably get you, get you back for another five shows. I mean, if you are willing to punch... Down. Well, I man. mean, I do know the two trans jokes well if you can tell the two trans goat jokes maybe throw in some 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 racial material or some I mean I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure if I if I just say some lies about trans people being you know being dangerous and say it with a laugh at the end that's almost like a joke right yeah and then at the end maybe you could turn around and say oh this is just your talking points ha, ha 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 I wrote you you know, implying that someone else wrote your script uh, and you're uh, not even clever. Uh, I'm sold. You're wonderful. signed. We'll, we'll get you on Netflix Oh, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Six run special. I do miss having having relevancy. Oh, don't worry. you you you, you have so much relevance. I mean, the GC crowd are uh, big payers, big payers now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more, Rob? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. up, right, Barry. How you doing? Oh, you know, uh,
1: I exist in 2022. Yep, that continues to be the state of being. Yeah, yeah you've uh, been up to much? Oh, I, I, I've, I've been up to some things that are uh, of regrettable uses of time, as they sometimes yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I watched the, uh... UK government's parliamentary uh, debate about uh, non-binary recognition the other day. Yeah, I heard not a lot of uh, actual non-binary talk happened, but an awful lot of transphobic I mean, talking points were uh, rammed around. Right I mean, around. it's fair to say that 90% of that debate was not in any way talking about non-binary people and was just taking swings at binary trans women and like not acknowledging non-binary people at all and just going, keep trans women out of bathrooms, etc. for like an hour... But the thing that annoyed me most, maybe maybe not most, but it's one that like I haven't, it's the first time I've really I've really noticed and put it to words how much this annoys me. Yeah. Um. All the way through that debate, MPs uh, on both sides uh, kept congratulating themselves and others for the civil tone of the discussion, and uh, this is a thing that's. Weirdly prevalent in UK it didn't politics. Didn't sound particularly uh, civil, from what I could tell. No, it really, of... really wasn't. It was incredibly distasteful and horrid. But uh, there's there's this thing in UK politics where MPs seem to uh,
0: seem to believe that as long as someone stops talking at the end of their time and sits there until it's their turn to talk again and doesn't raise their voice and doesn't say a swear word, then
1: they've been they've been quite civil. And uh, you'll you'll get them, you know, through the whole
0: thing. You'll get, you know, left-wing, supposedly left-wing politicians from supposedly left-wing parties who will pat the right-wing on the back after they've spent 40 minutes talking about how trans women should not be allowed to have any rights and are probably paedophiles and go,
1: well, I'd like to thank uh, the right-wing party for their uh, civility during today's debate because you spoke calmly and didn't raise your voice while uh, deciding that you know a group you don't like shouldn't have basic human rights and it's it frustrates me because you know <sighs> civility if
0: you're even going to call it that is a luxury that you know it's easy to afford when these kind of debates don't impact your rights in any way shape or form yeah like i want to see political parties not be civil not i know i, I know how the game's played but i want to see a political party go that's some fucking bullshit you pulled, and fuck off. You know it's 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 frustrating seeing the. Uh, oh no, it was very polite the way that you said that
1: that group should lose all their rights. You said it in a polite way. Yeah, it annoys me. Oh, understandable, mate. It's the whole thing is absolutely disgusting. you know the way the person who shared that. Uh, or but. I'm not entirely sure how they 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 put it up. Yeah, they debate, yeah, presented, uh, presented presented the, uh, the motion. That's, yeah. all, that's yeah. all. Uh, They they you know they did as you say they they, they you know waited their turn and um, to speak. And as soon as they did get up to speak themselves, they were immediately mobbed
0: and talked oh, over of and nersy uh, It was it was a fucking ridiculous debate to watch in that all of the right-wing speakers completely and utterly went completely off topic on non-binary matters. Didn't touch on it at all. The second, the left the supposedly left-wing speakers, uh, even go onto a slight tangent. It's like, Nope, that's not non-binary. You know, not allowed. It fucking hypocrisy. Yeah. Like certain things of British politics. I know that they exist because of, uh, tradition, but they fucking annoy me on principle. Like, uh, in, in political debates in the house of commons, house of lords, things like that. Uh, everyone has to refer to everyone else as the, the honourable so-and-so. And I'm like, no, they're not honourable. They're trying to strip rights away from, from groups in society. Uh,
1: you are without honour. Exactly. The dishonourable so-and-so over there. Garon would be displeased. Exactly. I... I really wish we could strip all of the fucking pomp and circumstance out of British politics because it is just fucking infuriating. Was it, was it the Ukrainian parliament that would regularly have fistfights? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we... we... <laughs> Maybe some more of that. Maybe just a little bit of that. I'd like to see Maury Black headbutt Boris Johnson. I would pay good money to see it. From three rounds in the ring. I'm sure it would raise a good chunk of cash. <laughs> uh, enough. I, I love one, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, good hug, mate. Good luck. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm glad dude. you got a good chuckle. Yeah, I'm gonna going the get mate. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Laura, me, we, I believe, are we? We, 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 us, we. we, us, we, us, us, we, us, we. Us, we. Not we sports. Um, <laughs> uh, we're doing a book. we we're doing a book. We we're, are we're about to do another edit on it. Yeah, we're going to sit down tomorrow morning and do oh. another development edit and go, what what, what are we changing this time? What are we changing this time? But that's basically the last last time we're going to go over and make major structural changes. Yep. Uh, it's happening. What's that it's, book called? It's called Who Hunts the Whale? What's it about? It's it's about the problems of the video game industry and how it might seem like a big cool thing if you don't follow industry news beyond new gamers coming out. Yeah. Uh, and, and the problems that... that... That will involve will for this new person who has come from a tiny little town at the bottom centre of the map and um, and is going to work in a big city and explore, experience the games industry. Woo! Woo! Uh, yeah, you can get that on unbound.com slash books slash whale. You can pre-order it now. You can get loads of cool swag and you can read our cool story that is very funny and I'm excited I'm for very proud that. of this story and cannot wait to share it. Mm-hmm uh you have also done something with a monster of some sort oh, I me and me and my dysphoria monster yeah. it comes out on august 18th 2022 which is less than three months away it's rapidly approaching go check it out wherever books are available uh other than that i'm at laura k buzz pretty much everywhere because i've got that unified branding laura, laura k buzz on twitter twitch youtube tiktok Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. Just search Laura K. Bells, you'll find all the things I do. What about you? Me? I am... Uh, well, I am... StreamerLinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. The joy of StreamerLinks is I don't have to have unified branding. It unifies it for me. So if you want to find any of my stuff, uh, the, uh, we got T-shirts available on my Redbubble. we got SoundCloud. Two SoundClouds, one for this, one for music. Uh, got a few other things too. Uh, most important one though is uh, Patreon.com/stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify my entire life. Yay. I am getting very close to 30 sub- sub- subscribers, and I'm very excited about that. Thank you to the 27 people who support me. Yay. I very much appreciate all of you. Um, and yeah, you could join them for a dollar. You could get early access to queer and pleasant strangers for 10 bucks a month, mm-hmm. uh, and and find out other early access things. And um. I think that's everything. (sighs) Will you sing us out, please, dear? Until next time, be a stranger.